This week's James Bond podcast is shout out from Kent Dodering Heineson, David Marble, Nathan Olson, Fane Kune, and Ihas Faruki. Money Penny, Money Penny, come here. I want you to see this. This one goes out to them. Major Spoilers theme song. The Major Spoilers podcast is on the air. Pod- on on the air. The Major Spoilers podcast is on the air. On the air. Pod pod podcast. I'm Matthew. I'm Rodrigo. And I'm Stephen. If you're listening to the Major Spoilers podcast, 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 The Major Spoilers podcast is on the air. Welcome to issue 469 of the Major Spoilers Podcast. Thank you so much for downloading and listening this week. Uh, We booted Matthew and Rodrigo out of the show this week because this episode is going to be all spoilery. Oh, yeah. Because it's been out for a week now. But uh, Skyfall, the uh, 50th uh, James Bond, or 50 years of James Bond, uh, is uh, out in theaters and has been for a while. It uh, took uh, Europe by storm and it's taking America by storm, continues to uh, bring in the bucks. And uh, this week we've got Zach and Rob here. We've all seen the movie. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about it uh, in some detail. So there are some spoilers in effect. Who wants to start? Uh, The story of Skyfall is basically an old operative of M's uh, from long ago before she became uh, played by uh, Dame Ju- Judy Dench before she became the head of MI6 um, she dealt with uh, uh, an operative who may not have been uh, all in the right space that's played by uh, Javier Bardem um, and uh, he sets off a series of events to basically uh, try to kill M and James Bond played by Daniel Craig uh, is there to stop them. And the way I perceive this, I have seen every single Bond movie um, multiple times. I don't think there's one that I've only seen once, but I've seen all of them multiple times over the years. And so this is just another one in the James Bond franchise. And it was interesting, to say the mm-hmm. least. Now, Zach, have you seen all the James Bond movies? Um, I just pulled up a list. No, I no, I haven't seen all of them. I definitely haven't seen the last two with Daniel Craig in them, which is kind of rough. I think. Yeah. I mean, it kind of it's, it's kind of fun. Oh yeah, I think Casino Royale. Casino Royale is great. Well, yeah, You've I've seen the... at least parts of Casino Royale because oh, I've yeah, shown I've, it in class. Yeah, I've seen the the, <laughs> the chase scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we watch movies in my class. Yeah, what yeah, up? No. Um, we were talking about action editing action. Uh-huh. Um, but. Uh, yeah, Casino Royale and then uh, Quantum of Sol- Solace, mm-hmm. two movies that are tied uh, together uh, with one another, really kicked off the Daniel Craig um, era of James Bond. There have been many other James Bonds. People can argue their their favorite or uh, their their least favorite. Uh, mine just happens to be um, um, George Lazenby, who played uh, James Bond in On Her Majesty's Secret Service. That's my favorite one. Uh, one time show. And yes, it is. On. He could not handle the pressure of being James Bond and had to step down um, just because of all the attention he was getting. Um, so, uh, uh, Zach, what did you think of this movie? Um, so, I've been hearing a lot of good things about it that is going to be just freaking awesome. And I and I really enjoyed it. But, um, I mean, there was good parts in it. There was a, 
I thought the act, the chase scene in the beginning was really good, mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of the lighting and stuff, like um, when they were in uh, the big skyscrapers having that battle. Oh yeah, that yeah. was like there was some like really good like cinematic stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Overall, the story, um, I thought it was good. I thought it was a good Bond film, as opposed to just a great film overall. Yeah. Um, but see, like I've watched a lot of the Bond movies. I don't think they're the greatest thing ever. Oh, James uh, I think, Bond movies I don't think are supposed no, to be the greatest thing. No, and yeah, I don't think they are, but I think I think uh Skyfall was really good. Uh it was well done. I had some problems with the storyline, like the big battle sequence at the end when they're at um they go to Skyfall, which is oh, yeah, ends the, up being Bond's like mm-hmm. house when he right. was a child. And it His sets it up home. sets it up for uh crazy bad guy to come and storm the house, and there was about halfway through that big giant battle scene, I was like, "Oh, this, this is the final battle." Right. I was like, I just didn't like think like this isn't. I didn't feel like it was that big. It was like I thought it was like a stopping point, but I just didn't. I didn't feel it was as climactic you, as so I you, thought it was going to oh, be. Okay. And right. uh, so yeah, I thought the ending was. I mean, I mean the ending battle scene with the the tie-ins at the end. I thought were really well done mm-hmm. with uh, Money Penny mm-hmm. and the new M. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really well done. Played by Ralph Fiennes. Yep. Um, but yeah, I thought the big battle sequence at the end kind of kind of left me wanting a little bit more. Okay. Rob, what about you? I really enjoyed it. I loved Silva was, mm-hmm. I, I yeah. think he skyrocketed to my favorite Bond villain. Mm-hmm. He was just entertaining. I was laughing about half the time and the other half the time I was like, oh, that guy's actually a serious threat. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I liked. I, I really liked how they actually played the spy game a lot differently in this one than they mm-hmm. have in previous mm-hmm. Bond movies, where it's actually you know a team of operatives and like he's not you know going in there by himself, right? As the only thing. he's you know working with other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked. I'm disappointed that M, M- got replaced. I, I did. I liked Judy Dench's M, but I did like how they set up the new M, and I had a, yeah. caught that when he first said, "You're going to retire." I figured out that you know, right? Money Penny threw me off. Mm-hmm. That that surprised me because wasn't Money Penny actually used in Casino Royale? Nope. Uh, there was no Money Penny. I don't think there's been a Money Miss Money Penny. Um, that uh, in the in the previous movies, the, I thought last the, time I can remember is Money Penny was in Goldeneye. Money Penny was in Goldeneye, yeah. and she's always in the previous she, series. Yeah, she's always been the stuff, secretary yeah. of uh, yeah, yeah. M. But I thought Money Penny was the code name given to Bond's love interest and in Casino nope. Royale. Nope, not that I remember. Hmm. Might be remembering that incorrectly. Ah, uh, it wasn't her actual name. Well, okay, but wait it was a just her code okay. name. Um, do, 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 do. Since the character's first appearance in Casino Royale, well, that's the original, original, original Casino Royale. Mm-hmm. Um, however, mon- the Money Penny Diaries gave her her first name is Jane, while in Skyfall, her name is Eve. Nope. No? Nope. Die Another Day was the last time we saw a Money Penny hmm. in 2002. Samantha Bond played that role. Uh, oh yeah. Okay. What's that? Takes out one of those okay. commodities <laughs> for me. Uh, but no, I really like that Bond's 
part of a team instead of mm-hmm. the, the loner for a change. It actually feels more appropriate for the spy game that way. Right. Uh, action sequences were great. I, I enjoyed the movie the entire time. I thought uh, I had one bad joke. Uh, I went with two of my friends and and sat behind Steven for proper annoyance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Actually, you guys were pretty quiet. And uh, uh, I was on one end and one of my other buddies was on the other end. And while they're setting up the house before the final sequence, right. both of us turned to the guy in the middle and said, hey, it's like Home Alone for adults. Yeah, that's kind yeah, of what yeah, it was. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of what, really it is, what it was. Because, is. I mean, they literally go through the house, and it's been sold. It's been stripped of basically everything. So they're going through, and they're booby-trapping the house in any way they can, putting shotgun shells under the floorboard so when you step on it, they explode. Mm-hmm. Um, M putting uh, shrapnel inside little bags with the uh, uh, the gunpowder yeah, rigged to the light so when you turn it on, it explodes. Um, uh, what else did they have? Uh, they set up just a few... Cubby holes, yeah, little cubby holes to to blow things up, and then of course the big explosion where Bond takes the uh, the natural gas tanks Mm -hmm. and sets them off. Um, But yeah, I thought that I thought that was was really good, and it's kind of was Home Alone for for grownups to an extent. I just thought because I turned, made the joke, and my friend on the other side of him didn't hear me, and he turned and made the joke within seconds. (laughs) It was wow. Other than that, I actually thought the uh, end sequence was fantastic. I, 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 I felt the climax. There's like, okay, they're going to his home. There, I mean, that's this is going to be the last place they can go. They don't right, have any right. way to run. They don't have anywhere else to go. This is Bond trying to set himself up on home turf, mm-hmm. give himself the home field advantage, and win. What I really liked about this, and this kind of goes in deep, is that I saw this as a total deconstruction of James Bond, mm-hmm. right? All the way in all the James Bond movies that we've seen up to this point, we have seen James Bond who never fails, who is always um, suave, who is just loaded down with gadgets. I mean, if you ask people, you know, what do you think about James Bond? Oh, he's got all these gadgets. And then the next thing would be the cars and then the women, right? So, right away in the opening sequence, we find out that he dies. I mean, uh, Money Penny, who we don't know, uh, shoots him um, because she's trying to stop uh, this hard drive theft. And so he literally dies uh, on screen, mm-hmm. or figuratively, I guess, uh, but literally and figuratively because he's presumed dead. Uh, he falls into a river and is washed away. And. Uh, nobody knows where he is, so they ex- expect that he's dead. When he comes back, he is not the James Bond that we expect him to be. He's failing his psych exams. Mm-hmm. He's failing his um, physicals. He's failing his his gun, his range, uh, his range uh, skills. So he is, again, not the James Bond that we know. He's got uh, mental and physical disabilities that are plaguing him. And as the film progresses, he starts to build back up into a James Bond character. At the same time, when it comes to technology, we totally wipe away everything that we've known about James Bond and his technology because he's given two things. Uh, Not the the Walter, uh, uh, what is it, not the PPK, Hmm. but it's the Walter gun, Hmm. right? 
and he's given a little radio remote, and he's told by Q, played by um, uh, Ben uh, Wishaw, uh, saying, hey, we don't need fancy gadgets. It's just a gun and a radio. That's really all you need. Yeah. Now, the gun has some fancy stuff to it in that it's uh, kind of modern printed. in that it's a palm mm-hmm. print, and there are some guns out there that are this way, and he's sent on his way. If you go back into the early days of Spydom, really a good spy, that's all they had. They didn't have all these fancy technology gadgets and lasers out the out the uh, watch and all this stuff. I mean, in fact, Q even says, what were you expecting? An exploding pin, yeah. right? And so they've totally that's wiped nice. that away off the plate when what you've come to expect for Bond. And then as he builds himself back up, the story still kind of deconstructs that character to the point that when it comes time to do the last act, what do they make, get away in? What, do, what does M and James Bond 007 get away in? Oh, That's it's old. Car, the old Aston car, Martin. Yeah, the Martin. Aston Martin that we saw in Dr. No, mm-hmm. the very first James Bond film. And they use some of those gimmicks as a reference to, hey, look what, you know, here's the ejector yeah. seat. Here's the machine guns in the front. Now, the only thing that I couldn't remember... Uh, was the case that they didn't have the uh, turning uh, license plate, but I couldn't remember if the license plate on there was was that. And we don't even hear the classic James Bond theme until we see that Aston Martin in that final act. We get all the way. We don't know anything about James Bond. We've never, unless you've read the books, and I don't even know if they're talked about in the books or even referenced in the books, we know that he's from Scotland, but we know nothing about James mm-hmm. Bond as a character, how he grew up, you know, we knew he had some money, but we expect that most of his money came from his work in espionage. We take the James Bond character all the way back to his roots. We take him back to his birthplace. We see who his mother and father are. The mother and father are named. We get to the point where we even say that when his mother and father died, uh, James Bond crawled into a cubby, basically, and cried there and didn't come out. So we've torn down that character completely by the point that the bad guys show up. And then the director and the storytellers don't even stop there because they blow up James Bond's ancestral home. They blow up the Aston Martin and we have erased all, basically everything that you know about James Bond is now gone at that point where everything blows up. Then we start to rebuild after everything's over. Uh, M, Judy Dench dies and the next thing that we see with James Bond is, you know, an older guy but a guy who is much more learned uh, and much more experienced coming back from this experience. And who do we meet? We meet Moneypenny, one of the very first characters that we ever see with James Bond again. And then as we go into the new M's, Ralph Fiennes M office, that office is decked out just like the original M's office was in Dr. No. Mm. So what we've done is we've totally torn it down, and then we're starting to rebuild that James Bond as a new James Bond for this new uh, era. And, and even M says that, you know, there's still a need for spies, even though the uh, minister was trying to say, oh, we don't need spies anymore. This shows that we still need this in this day and age. And mm-hmm. so to me, as I watch this, I kind of thought through all this, and maybe I'm overthinking it for a James Bond film, but I'm thinking, oh my gosh, that padded door, the, you know, the office of M and the way that everything's set up, we've taken it, totally stripped away everything that's James Bond, totally destroyed mm-hmm. the character, and now we're at a point where we can rebuild and move forward again. Mm-hmm. That's how I saw it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that maybe requires some additional thinking, and uh, maybe you guys see that or don't see that. Maybe some of our listeners see that or don't see that. And So I'd be interested to see what you guys think about this. 
Uh, no, I I understand what you're saying, and I I definitely think the the filmmakers were very deliberate in all of the callbacks to everything that's oh, yeah, been, yeah. that was like and that was my favorite part was like oh exploding pin oh that was just like four movies ago mm-hmm. and all the stuff the car and the guns and everything i thought that was that was my favorite part so like and i think you would still enjoy it if you're not a bond fan but like if you know bond then right right like the whole movie's like oh frick i know yeah, that yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and and so part of me is like oh yeah i see what they're going with this and I did not have the time before we recorded this episode to go back and look at the locations that they shot in mm-hmm. because I thought maybe even some of the locations were callbacks to previous Bond films like uh, Turkey and mm-hmm. Istanbul in, uh, I believe, an Octopussy. And um, I wanted to check and see. I'd have to go back to see uh, when James Bond went to Asia, what countries he was dealing with there. I'm pretty sure none of them oh. were Macau. But... Uh, but just kind of seeing that kind of stuff kind of triggered these things for me saying, okay, here's how they're, they're deconstructing the character and stripping away and boiling him down to nothing to where we know every, you know, when that house blows up or before M dies, um, spoiler, um, we know everything that we know about the old James Bond. And mm-hmm. now we know nothing about James Bond going forward, except mm-hmm. that he's a spy. He works for MI6. He's saving the world. No, I, I can completely see that. That's actually what I felt, at least, could both Casino Royale and mm-hmm. Skyfall were, where they were mm-hmm. supposed to be more of a uh, a deconstruction of the entire Bond mythos. Right, right. Because uh, I mean, Casino Royale is him becoming a double O agent, mm-hmm. and it's what happens in the first, yeah, first few scenes, five minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so this is basically setting him up to be the Bond that we've known for the last. 50 years. Mm-hmm. This to uh, me felt like uh, the Dark Knight Rises of Batman films. Yeah. Not yeah. the, not the, or uh, not Batman films, but the Dark Knight Rises of James Bond films. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what, by saying that, I mean the actual graphic novel, not the, uh, oh, not the yeah. movie. And in that, here's this hero that's broken and torn down and reemerges mm-hmm. as a spy for the new era uh, kind of thing. So, uh, what you think of the music? Um, I didn't dislike it, but you guys uh, like the theme song. Do you like the Skyfall? Oh, Adele. Blah, 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 blah. I I didn't like the fact that they tried to rhyme Skyfall and Crumble. Mm, okay, I think that's what they tried to rhyme. Whatever it was they were trying to rhyme doesn't rhyme. <laughs> um, I don't know. I really like the op- I really like the op- I think James Bond opening mm-hmm. t- uh, credit sequences are always like yeah, yeah. really sweet. Uh, I really like this one. It was pretty good. I don't know if I like the song. To me, it just didn't have. It just didn't have a. Uh, I don't know. At some point, it does kind of feel like a James, James Bond, Bond theme, song. but so many times, and I guess I always think of the uh, Paul McCartney, um, "Live and Let Die," yeah. as kind of a good James Bond. Song. It's like the best James Bond song. Well, it is, but then you even got... Uh, oh, crap, I'd have to see the list of all the James Bond movies. Um, uh, to uh, The only one other one I can think of off the top of my head is Dying Spy Who Day. Loved Me. Yeah. Um, that was Madonna. Madonna. Yeah. For your, oh, oh, for yeah, your Eyes Only. Okay. I guess For Your Eyes Only is kind of a softer 
song, kind of like uh, Skyfall is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess it works. Um, but I just, again, growing up as a kid, the time that you got to see like naked ladies on TV was the opening credits of James Bond movies because oh, they'd yeah. all be silhouettes, but uh-huh. they'd all be they're naked always, women, like, really naked, yeah, jumping and tumbling and doing all that stuff on the screen. So I kind of miss that, even though the opening credits are really, really cool. Yeah, uh, in these. Um, lack of uh, silhouetted naked ladies is quite uh, quite missing. From they, that. And they had a they had the ladies that do it. Yeah, they did. Go back and watch uh, Goldfinger. <laughs> Man, that was awesome in that. Um, now, here's the thing. Two more James Bond movies on the way. One in 2014, mm. one in 2016. Daniel Craig has signed for both of those. Yeah. Excited about that? Oh, yeah. Daniel yes. Craig has... Probably gonna anger one of my friends when I say this, but I think Daniel Craig is my favorite Bond at this point. Like, I just—they've done so much more with at least the two films. Mm-hmm. Quantum yeah. of Solace is meh. I don't hate it, but it's meh. Yeah, you know, you just watched that before you went to go see. Yeah, I watched that Thursday Skyfall. and then went and saw Skyfall Friday. Okay, so I, I, I didn't dislike Quantum of Solace, but I can see why a lot of people got upset about it coming out of. Casino Royale being amazing, and then they're not Skyfall. I lost track of what I was saying. I didn't huh. dislike Quantum of Solace. Yeah. I can understand why people disliked it coming off of Casino Royale because Casino Royale was great, and Quantum of Solace was meh. But the Casino Royale and Skyfall really pushed what Bond can be, mm-hmm. uh, what he can, what they can actually do with the Bond movie as far as. Uh, in an art- art- artistic sense, right? Mm-hmm. You know, the deconstruction, the the building of a character, mm-hmm. as opposed to just the uh, awesome action movies that most of the Bond films well, are. But, you know, the, but they're really not, though. I mean, if you watch Doctor No, Doctor No is a lot of nothing going on. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot of just quiet stuff. Uh, really, a lot of these, even uh, Thunderball, where they're going across uh, the countryside, a lot of just nothing on a train going on. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's kind of the, and even the Majesty's Secret Service, there's a lot of stuff just going on in that chateau or the, um, the, uh, place on top of the mountain that is not action. I mean, it's yeah. just kind of these weird tense moments of espionage and, um, uh, yeah, I mean, it, all those still feel like, like they're, they're, they're the spy thriller mm-hmm. is the mm-hmm. focus, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not the characters or anything. Daniel Craig has made James Bond a fully realized character instead mm-hmm. of uh, the ultimate playboy spy. Right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, although I'm kind of curious about the fact that he's gone on record saying he doesn't want to do more Bond movies. Well, he signed. He, he signed just, on. He just signed, signed, signed on. In the last but, uh, two weeks, he signed on for these next two. Now, part of the rumor for 24 and 25 uh, is that they are going to be, um, it's going to be a two-parter. Now, oh. a lot of people have denied that, that you would have to, you know, uh, 24 ends and then you have to go see 25. Yeah. But the fact that they're released two years apart and what some of the uh, people involved are saying is kind of makes me believe that, no, it's not going to be a two-parter because there's no way that you would have mm-hmm. your, your parts two years apart. Even yeah. Quantum of Solace, which is, does pick up right after Casino Royale. You don't need to see Quantum of Solace to get the end of that story. Yeah. You know, 
The what? girl dies. Spoiler. I don't know. I kind of I think that's weird for a Bond film because I think of Bond films. I was like, like this, you get you get a story in that film, right, and right, I, right. And I think that's why the the Bond the uh, franchise has gone on so long because you get a complete story in one film. There's no sequels. Mm-hmm. I mean, te- technically there's a sequel, but not a continuation of the story. And I mean, that's how they. I think they get away with. People not being upset and saying it's a reboot and they're changing the Bond character. It was like yeah. this. They figured out how to continue a franchise mm-hmm. with 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 continually changing cast for fifty years. Yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, I don't know. It's weird that they would do. I, well, they would I don't s- think simply break it. it. Yeah, that would be weird. Yeah. I don't think they would. Uh, highest opening for any Bond film. Uh, most money so far made for a Bond film, I believe, is wow. the tracking. Um, inf- uh, adjusted for inflation, not quite because Thunderball is almost at a billion dollars adjusted for inflation. Wow! If you don't adjust for inflation, uh, Skyfall is going to probably break that. Uh, Casino Royale made six hundred million worldwide, or just under six hundred million worldwide, and uh, Skyfall after its two-week opening here in the United States, 518 million, or actually the first, after the first weekend, because we're recording this after opening weekend, mm-hmm. uh, 518 million uh, total box office. So I think this is going to climb again for another couple weeks and uh, should surpass that. So that's a kind of a big deal. It's also the, not quite the most expensive budget for a Bond film. Um, Quantum of Solace was $230 million for it. Hmm. Um. Back to the point where you're talking about locations, I believe mm-hmm. I was going through all their shooting, all the locations, and yeah. I think they've all of them were completely from old films. Okay, I'm fairly certain that I've got them all. Okay, so got that going for you. All right, well there you go. Um, anything else? Uh, you said you like the cinematography and the editing and the lighting and all of that, Zach. Yeah, no, I th- yeah I thought that that sequence on top when they're just completely silhouetted, mm-hmm. and I thought that was amazing. Yeah, yeah, that and that's you know it's really cool. They used a uh, what is it? The Sony Phantom? No. Um, they used a digital camera to mm-hmm. record Skyfall. And uh, they used, uh, I think, the red, uh, one of the new red lenses for that. Um, I'm trying you know to find mean? if it was like the Phantom. I forget what camera they used for that. Um, They're using a Sony camera with a red lens? Yeah, it's just, a, it's just a, just a uh, PL mount, I think, yeah. is what it is. Um, but it, uh, is a really good low light camera and, uh, and so you can go in and shoot those scenes where you just have a wall of, you know, basically a big video yeah, wall outside the window and you have it all shining in and you do some of those, uh, some of those sequences in that glass room with light bouncing off yeah. and reflecting off everywhere. And I thought that looked yeah, that was really, really, really cool. Really cool. Uh, that's probably, uh, from the cinematic standpoint, it's either that scene or the scenes that play off in the um, casino in Macau. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the uh, just the, the low subdued lighting, just mm-hmm. the really low light, yet you're still looking at that and seeing a really, really good picture and everything. Really, really worked. And that's a little bit different than when you're at, um, at Skyfall, mm-hmm. when you've just got the natural light coming in through the windows. Because you can, you know, really punch a lot of light through that and, and really bring up the ambient light in the room. But when they're doing those casino stuffs and they've got that toned down really lower, you know yeah. that they're just lighting that with the uh, giant jellyfish swimming across the, the video monitor. 
that is that looks really really yeah. good. And I couldn't see a lot of noise. And we were watching this mm-hmm. in a digital projection. I sat in row three, right in the center. Rob sat in row four, and I tried to see moments where there was noise in the picture or where things just looked off, and I really didn't see it. So I thought, from the cinematic and technical standpoint, yeah. things looked really really good. You know, it was it was a solid filmmaking endeavor by everyone involved. Um, anything else that you guys really liked or didn't like? Was there anything that seemed just like totally off? I mean, was, uh, Silva, was he too well planned out because it seemed like there were moments where he had things planned down to the minute. I thought the thing that kind of fell flat for me was the, uh, the subway, the explosion of the tunnel and the subway coming in. I was just like, that's just a little bit too well-timed. To have that happen right at that exact point. Yeah, that's some mm-hmm. looking into, oh, Bond's going to chase me, and we're going to be right here, and this trains me. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, that one was kind of weird. But every, oh. I like the technology aspect of him. Somewhat, like, sometimes you complain about how technology ruins mm-hmm. some of the mm-hmm. spy stuff, because mm-hmm. everyone can put on a cell phone, but they kind of well, that took was it out. Nice, yeah. Good, and they, they took out pretty much everyone's computer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you couldn't use them, so that right. was cool. Right, and yeah. even the fact that you know he was just a gun and a and a radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sorry, the the camera that was used was the Ari Alexa with a red one. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean it was it was really good from the top to bottom. Anything else, Rob, that you want to add? No, I actually felt the uh, that this the subway one where you have where it seems a little too well planned was him knowing the map. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, obviously he obviously took that route for a reason because he was trying to get to M. So he knew he was going to be there and then just hoping that the t- getting the timing right wouldn't be that difficult. Uh, so probably t- tossing the bomb up there when he gets mm-hmm. there and uh, waiting for Bond. If Bond chases him, then he can blow it. If Bond doesn't chase him, well, he doesn't need to blow it there. If Bond didn't catch him there, he didn't wouldn't have needed to blow it. And the uh, train coming in was him understanding when the trains were going to be there anyways. Right, right. I, I mean, think it, part of that, I guess, could be, hey, he's the ultimate mastermind. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that, as they had said at one point, was him planning years and years and years in advance to get that nailed down to just those precise moments to where those gates were opening down underneath so he could get out of his jail cell, uh, mm-hmm. escape down under the tunnels, and then still to have a jacket with a radio detonator waiting for him and knowing the time yeah. schedule so that all that stuff could blow up. I mean, but then again, it's a James Bond film and everything is highly uh, improbable in a James Bond <laughs> film, I guess, to an extent. Yeah. Um, I, I really like the uh, the crazy master plan like that. That's just one of my favorite sequences in any movie that does it. It's just So what's the bottom line? Was this too long, too short of a movie? Give us, give me a final rating here. Oh, that's no. I thought the time was fine. I didn't feel like it drug on too long, or well, uh, no. I thought time was good. Uh, what was it? At? Like two, two ish. It was something a little over two hours. Was it over two? I think so, because I watched it at midnight. I don't think I get back home until like two thirty. Well, two hours twenty three minutes. Yeah, it moved very quickly for that. Yeah, it moved quick. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, I think if you're if you're definitely a fan of Bond, you should definitely go see it. If you're new to Bond, um, I I don't know why you still it's still a well made movie. So if you enjoy movies, then you should probably check it out. Um, overall rating, I believe up on Leola 
major spoiler site, I dropped four and a half stars on it when we were all ranking it. What about you, Rob? I really enjoyed it. It's not that I, I didn't think it was as long as it actually is. So yeah, I mean, yeah, I, looking back at it, that's really long. I'll, I uh, have one clock in my office that we did not roll the time back <laughs> on for the time change because I'm getting rid of that clock. And so the Friday night when I was uh, trying to edit the uh, the critical hit, I was like, oh, my gosh, if I can get this done in like 20 minutes, I can go see Skyfall. <laughs> and so I'm rushing, 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 rushing. It's like 10 minutes before the movie's supposed to start. Get in my car, hop, and I haven't changed my car time yet either, so it's still at the same time. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Driving like heck to the movie theater, get up. And I'm like, man, there's not a lot of people in line for this movie. Maybe they've all gone in and sat down. And she's like... And so I buy my ticket, and she was just like, oh, so you're here for about an hour early. They'll they'll let out at about 9.25. And I was like, what are you talking about? And she's like, well, you know, a lot of people buy their tickets early, but, uh, you know, you can come back later if you want, and we'll start seeing a little after 9.25. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking? Isn't this the 10 o'clock show? And she's like, yeah, it's only 9 o'clock right now. And I was like, oh, or it's like 8.50 or something like that. <laughs> I was like, oh, I can't believe that I got the time, got the better of me, so... I sat in my car and live tweeted to people for a uh, for a while, so <laughs> that was fun. And then went in and got my pick of uh, pick of seats. So, Rob, what kind of a uh, rating are you giving this? Uh, I think when I uh, rated it on the side, I gave it a five star overall. Okay, uh, I probably would have gone with the four and a half, but I don't think the I can't, I can't get maybe the thing to go, go half? four and a maybe half. I, maybe I had to give it a four. Then. Yeah, you can. I think you can give it solid stars. Okay, I give yeah. it a four. So yeah, I, I gave it a five on the side. I would go with a four and a half overall it wasn't a perfect film it wasn't mm-hmm. you know absolutely perfect but it was great it was a really really good bond film i thoroughly enjoyed everything that they did with it cool bvk says really good bond flick lots of action some moments of levity some good nods to the older films just a good movie experience uh, dan says certainly the best craig film and it might be the best one since goldeneye Without giving anything away, a lot of the film reminded me of The Dark Knight. Oh, yeah, there you go. Mm. Certainly brought back a little more of the fantastical comedic elements of Bond. If I had one complaint about it, I think they made a few too many nods to the previous movies, and it didn't sacrifice any of the gravitas or the more realistic, brutal action that we've seen in the Craig movie. Great flick. Shame Craig's only contracted for one more movie after this. Well, that's been changed. But I suppose Homeboy's getting a little long in the tooth now. He definitely looked pretty old in the few scenes. Yeah, I thought his face looked kind of puffy a lot in in that. Kind of felt he was um, supposed to look older because I mean he's yeah well that was kind of the point oh, yeah, yeah. he's old like he is old uh, B O O three says a little long but pretty good maybe spoiler maybe not I'm just glad Judy's gone yeah I'm not a big fan of Judy Dench I know a lot of people really like her for her work but just not a fan and when she showed up as M definitely not a fan so but you know glad she's gone too I think for me. I, it runs a lot faster than I thought uh, it would be if it's mm-hmm. two hours and 23 minutes. Um, I liked it uh, overall. I think uh, it was a great deconstruction of the of the character and just wiping away everything that came before it. And I'm going to say it was certainly better of all the Craig films. Um, it was second among, I, I think Casino Royale still tops it as the a really great John, James Bond movie. And uh, then followed by this one in Quantum of Solace of the, of the Craig movies. Now, overall, it's a tough call. I would certainly put it up in my top five. I think it would mm. probably fall in my top five. Well, that's pretty good. Top five that's pretty good. Yeah, I think it would be a, a, a good top five. Uh, certainly, Honor Majesty's Secret Service would be up there. Dr. No. 
I don't know if I'd go with Russia for Love or one of the Roger Moores, but then I think I would certainly put Casino Royale and and this one in there. So, mm-hmm. tough choice. There's some really good Bond movies out there. So, All right, everybody, that wraps it up. If you've got some thoughts on James Bond, of course, as we said, spoilery because uh, the movie's mm-hmm. been out a week and we wanted to hold off, but we knew that the three of us had gone out of our way to go see it on opening weekend. Um, and hopefully you went and saw it too. And if you've got some thoughts or some comments or some ideas, head over to Majorspoilers.com. Use the comment section there. Uh, while you're over there, if you would like to help us out, uh, check out these great headphones from our friends over at TweakedAudio.com, www.TweakedAudio.com. They've got, uh, what is it, four different styles, six different colors. When you use the code MAJOR at checkout, you get one-third off your price. And if you haven't heard, there are Critical Hit t-shirts for sale. Critical Ooh, Hit t-shirts yay. for sale. Let's put them on your body. That's right. And <laughs> I want to double check because I was told, and maybe by the time you hear this, maybe not, I was told they were getting the other Critical Hit t-shirts up like within this week. But right now you can get the Trail t-shirt. The other four will be coming Soon, if not up there by the time you're listening, go grab them. Great price. Great uh, group of people to work with over at SlashLoot.com. All right. That wraps it up for this show. Don't know what we're doing uh, next week, but there is a critical hit starting off a brand new arc uh, coming up in just a day or 24 hours, depending on when you're listening. It's out now. Go check that out. Uh, we just finished up the top five this week. Hopefully, if I got it out, can't remember because I'm recording it before I released it. Um <laughs> And some other things. Munchkin Land. Munchkin Land podcast. Always a lot of fun. Keep tuning in. Maybe I will win again. There's a, there's a game coming up. There's a game coming up that will have your jaw drop uh, when you see me go from like, well, I can't tell you how far up I go, but I, I it's like revving the, the engine. That's how far up that level counter goes. Uh, it's pretty exciting stuff. You'll want to check that out. Munchkin Land, um, all part of the Major Spoilers Podcast Network. And until next time, remember... We know that you love James Bond, and we do too, and we will talk with you soon. If I had the X-ray vision of a Superman, I could save some bucks and stand around and read through the covers of the comics on the rack. And although every other page would be backwards, I suppose, I could still read the evens and the odds. Well, I don't know. Guess I haven't thought this all the way through. Plus, as soon as the comic book store guy knew, he'd make me wait out on the corner. What a major spoiler What a major spoiler Away. If I was hulking green or gray, I could bust through that brick wall, take their comic books away. But then the little me would deal with all the tanks and bombs and guns. Have you tried to read a series with all that going on? Guess I need to rethink this plan. How would you bag and board your comics with such huge hands? Guess I already told ya. What a major spoiler. What a major spoiler. Major spoiler, yeah, 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 yeah. What a major spoiler. Major spoilers. It's copyright 2012.